Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination of the book of James, beginning with the second chapter today. So let's go to the first verse, James chapter 2. It says this, My brethren, now this is me speaking. Notice how many times he's said my brethren so far. He said it several times in the first chapter. He keeps reiterating that he knows that they're true believers, and he considers them to be brethren. He's bringing forth some tough words to them, but he's doing it in love. So, verse 1, my brethren, do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with personal favoritism. Uh, that Most of the English translations put in the word with an attitude of personal uh, favoritism. Let me read the other ones. Lexham says, my brothers, do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with partiality. <clears throat> the ESV says this, my brothers, Show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. Hmm. See what old brother King Jimmy says. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. That's a little clunky, isn't it? So you say, well, what does that mean? To not hold your faith in the Lord with an attitude of personal favoritism. Well, uh, you know, initially when you just read it, you think, uh, well, you should not behave in such a way and act in such a way that you are the one that has received uh, the greatest insight and the greatest mercy from the Lord God, okay? That there's something extra special about you, personal favoritism, partiality that God has with you or respect of person that God has with you. And, you know, I think that's really a problem within the body of Christ uh, sometimes. And we've, we've actually got structures that do that. Uh, we have the whole clergy laity kind of thing. You don't see that anywhere in the Scripture. I mean, nowhere in the Scripture, and it's so detrimental to the body of Christ. And yet it is just so uh, deeply woven within just the uh, the structures, the systems of particularly mainline churches, even the way that people talk and they speak, and they think nothing of it. They'll say, oh, the clergy does this, but we lay people have to do this. And I'm thinking, what foolishness. You don't see that anywhere in the Scripture. Sure, you see leadership. Sure, you see people with different gifts and this kind of stuff, but you don't see this type of personal favoritism. You don't see this thing. Really, it's just uh, uh, leftover echoes of Catholicism. That's all that is, to where you had to go to a priest to absolve you of your sin rather than going to the Most High God, <clears throat> the Lord Jesus Christ. So anyway, there is, that, there is that understanding of it. But the next verse actually shows us what he has in mind. Because he tells sort of what's going on, gives an example. Uh, it's an example, but it's probably an example uh, based on what's actually happening there. <clears throat> so let me go back and read verse 1 again. We'll continue on. My brethren, do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal favoritism. For if a man comes into your assembly with a gold ring and dressed in fine clothes... And there also comes in a poor man in dirty clothes. And you pay special attention to the one who is wearing the fine clothes. And you say, sit here in a good place. And you say to the poor man, oh, you sit over there or stand over there or sit down by my footstool. Verse 4, 
Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil motives? Oh, me. So now we see what he's talking about. So he's not talking about this thing of uh, that God has found greater favor with certain people because he has a greater calling with some people, which he does, which he has great, uh, uh, granted greater gifts in some ways, which he does. But he deals with that in 1 Corinthians because he says, you know, the things which look like the lesser gifts, the unseemly is what he calls them, the unseemly. And he uses the example of the body. The unseemly things of the body are more important. Okay, In other words, which is more important, to have a liver that is functioning correctly or to have a pretty nose? Okay, Which is more important, to have a beautiful face or to have a heart that's beating correctly? You know, the unseemly things. And so it's not that type of thing that's happening right here to where God has found greater favor. No, he's saying this is what you're doing. You're playing favoritism. You're showing partiality. And the partiality is based around what? Well, apparently financial resources. And you say, oh, churches would never do that today, would they? Oh, I don't even want to go there, guys. I don't even want to talk about what is seen and what is done when someone comes in with fine linen, with a gold ring, with a hefty bank account, and how the leadership stumble all over themselves to go and to befriend and to disciple and to really get to know them and to draw them into the kingdom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But somebody comes in and they stink. They're wearing dirty clothes. They have nothing, and they can't get past the bulldog secretary up front to get to the leadership. Folks, it's just the way it is. Now, I'll be nice. Not in all places, but in most places. Okay? They'll pass that along to somebody else because, well, and I've, I don't know how many times I've actually heard this. Well, you know, they just don't have time right now. If you got a big enough bank account, they got all the time in the world for you. But if you don't, I'm too busy for the things of the kingdom. And that's what's being addressed right here. And he actually says it. He says, have you not made distinctions among yourself and become judges with evil motives. They were judging. What were they judging? They were judging based upon monetary resources. Okay, Someone who's clean versus unclean. Someone who has dirty clothes versus someone that has fine clothes. Someone that has no gold ring with somebody that has a gold ring. They were judging what were the evil thoughts, what were the evil motives, what can this person do for me? That's the bottom line of what real character is. I've heard this mentioned several times by many authors. <clears throat> the bottom line with character is this, <clears throat> is how somebody treats someone that can't do anything for them. Okay, Don't be impressed about how you somebody treats someone uh, from which they may receive some benefit. And there's no nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong because we're told in Scripture uh, that we are to help one another. Okay, Beginning with a household of faith, that's fine. Okay, But it's the motive. If they treat someone that they cannot receive anything from and there's no hope and no possibility of receiving anything, even a word of encouragement, a word of exhortation, much less financial things or something like that, if they treat them differently like you see right here, oh, you stand over there or you sit down at my footstool, what does that mean? Okay, you sit here and you receive from me and you listen to me and maybe someday you will be like me, right? You notice I didn't do that with the man. 
uh, had the gold ring and dressed in finest him. No, what they say to him, man, you sit over here in a good place. You sit right up here where everybody can see you. This is nice and comfortable. The poor man, you stand over there. Oh, well, yeah, you can sit at my feet if you want to. You can sit on the floor. You know, uh, you know we want to think that this doesn't happen today, but it does. Tell you what, my time's run out, but we'll continue this because the next verse, verse 5, the first part of it says this. Listen, my beloved brethren. So you hear the heart of James. He's going to continue on, and he's going to nail him to the wall on this, but he's doing it in compassion. He's doing it in love. He's doing it for the benefit of the body of Christ and of the kingdom of God. We should do likewise. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you next time.